Welcome everyone to First, Last, Best, Worst. This is a podcast about art. Uh, we invite artists to come show off the very first work of art that they ever did, uh, their latest work, and then what they consider their best and their worst. Um, it is an all analog podcast uh, recorded on a Tascam 4-track for that classic podcast war- tape warmth sound that uh you know is so sought after yeah especially in japan they're really big into it there yeah analog podcasting yeah you all you go to japan they just all have their you know their their walkman with their favorite <laughs> podcasts um you know it's a cultural thing and um it's really hip over there and i think it's gonna really blow up in the next couple of years so we're trying to get on the ground level here in america in um, brooklyn in brooklyn so I am your host, Taylor Rogers. I'm Carl Banks. Equal, separate, but equal, <laughs> which is a policy that I, historically has always worked out. Um, <laughs> I can't see why I wouldn't continue to. Yeah. <laughs> and today we have one of my old friends, Sam Stringfield. He's going to play us some tunes. But uh, first, Carl, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I, uh, I had like one of those weekends uh, that you dream about when you move to New York, just raging uh, on Friday night. I went to see... Uh, a first, last, best, worst alum, Brigu Zani. Uh, episode three, check episode it out, three. iTunes. I, if you heard Brigu's playing, he, it's very heavy guitar and very uh, spiritual and um, ethereal, maybe. And then I went to this band, High Wasted at Knitting Factory, also putting out a cassette tape called the uh, uh, Acid Tapes. And it was the opposite. It was just like crazy confetti everywhere and balloons and surf guitar. And that sounds awesome. like a great night. Yep. And then we drank till the sun came up. Fun cool. times. Yeah. <laughs> How about um, you? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Yesterday, I uh, I went to this yoga class. I don't really do yoga. Um, I'm not, you know, very experienced in it. But this yoga class, uh, you just lay in corpse pose on your back for an hour, and uh, this guy, this 85 year old man, I guess he's like one of the first yogi instructors in America. He popularized it in the West. Just walks you through relaxing every part of your body until you can't feel like you just feel you don't feel your body anymore you're just Mm -hmm. like this brain floating in space it was super uh psychedelic and you feel like you die and then you come back to life and i saw like bright lights and jesus and um i just saw a meme that said that uh meditation is practicing for death yeah it is yeah it was like crazy psychedelic death yoga and uh it was great i felt really great afterwards um that's cool man and then i gonna uh, do it again yeah i would love to do it again i'm i probably am it, it is like kind of weird though because i went there and i paid like 17 dollars basically like- to just lie on someone's floor for about an hour but, he, but his expertise. But his expertise, to yeah. Transcend. And he had, um, he had like a little metal bowl that he would oh, chime yeah, yeah. every once in a while. So I guess you're paying a, a lot, you know, kind of yeah. a premium for that bowl. That bowl, bowl yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you gotta know when to chime it. You don't just learn these things. No. <laughs> you know, uh, right off the bat, it takes. You could spray. probably YouTube a video, but you're not gonna, you know. No. I don't even know where you get the bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's cool, man. Sounds like we're doing all right, I Carl. I think so. Well, without further delay, let's get to our guest, Sam Stringfield. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing great. Uh, I kind of wanted to do a corpse pose yoga. That sounds pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome. Well, maybe we'll have a little sesh after the podcast. Yeah, we can use uh, like a coffee mug if you don't have a silver bowl. <laughs> yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll try to make do. Uh, 
Cool. Well, let's get to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll only charge you $13. Oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get the discount. That's awesome. Let's get to the first song. The uh, very first song that you can remember writing. All right. And then we'll, we'll explain it afterward. All right. Yeah, that's the plan. Awesome. You remember. <laughs> I remember. I'm going to repeat the exact <laughs> plan. <laughs> oh, my you keyboard turn the, turned off. Yeah, you got to turn the keyboard on. All right. Come on, Casio. Here we go. What's this song called, Sam? This is called Ethan From. That's a song I wrote about the book Ethan From in high no, school. No, we're going to explain it afterwards, Sam. Remember the, oh, shit. the plan. <laughs> you got me. And I've never read Ethan From. Here we go. that song the best of my memory <laughs> <laughs> so you said you never uh, even read ethan from no uh, we, i think because it was like in ninth grade i think we we're supposed to read it for class i think we read the cliff notes or maybe watched the movie and i was with my cousin eddie and we had this task cam tape recorder the exact type that we're recording this on and uh we started this band where we would just hit we wouldn't plan the song at all we just hit record on the tape recorder and just start pl- like improvising songs and we were like well let's we're supposed to read this book ethan from let's sing a song about that so yeah we kind of knew the story a little bit <laughs> like you read the back cover yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked at the picture on the cover <laughs> and uh yeah we just sort of did that and then now i've heard that recording so many times i like 
yeah, I, I, I still remember it from like 10 years ago. Do now. you still have the recording? Somewhere. I think it's, uh, yeah, I haven't, it's, it's, it, it, it's on tape. So it's on it's, tape it's somewhere. Exist. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, that was uh, in ninth grade. We, me, me and you, we went to, went to high school together. Um, and I do remember uh, getting that tape. That first, you guys were called Power <laughs> Casualties, right? Yeah, we just randomly picked two words out of like our history textbook. Like we pointed the first word we pointed to was power, and the second word was casualties. And then we changed the C to a K, I think, like Mortal Combat. And that was our band. It was like the whole band was just basically the philosophy was don't plan anything and just hit play on that task cam and then see yeah, what the, yeah. I, I think that sometimes that's that's the way to go because you kind of feel that that sort of raw just like immediate emotional punch you yeah know, unpremeditated in that song you know about ethan from whereas if maybe you had like planned a little bit more or, or read the book at all <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't have had that power <laughs> exactly yeah you know it, it's, it's something to be said about having no clue what you're you know talking about it goes a long way um, yeah well that's like the alan ginsburg idea of first thought right thought you know yeah that's, that was his big thing yeah right so if there's anything inaccurate in that song is actually inaccurate in the book and they need to go back and rewrite um ethan from because <laughs> like i don't know i Did think it's write? accurate we'll see yeah yeah have either of you guys read ethan from no i right. maybe i don't yeah yeah i don't know yeah. <laughs> you, you don't need to you've heard the song <laughs> no that's good and you know i think that that song has a lot of emotional heft you know i feel I've, i really feel the uh to see the humanity and the pathos. Yeah, I was trying to put myself in the mindset of a tall dude, and uh, I guess it was New England, like I said in the song, <laughs> who wants to go to Florida, but he can't because he's been in a sledding accident. I, I don't really know. I, I I should probably read at least the Wikipedia page, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, were you, did you always kind of want to be in a band and be a songwriter? I mean, is this, because this is ninth grade, that's pretty, pretty yeah. early on to be Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I sort of just like didn't ever want to do homework, and so I'd fuck around on the piano. Um, yeah, I can't remember when I liked like it's because like the yeah it's because when you guys said we're doing first song, it was really hard to even think about what the hell my first song was because I just sit down and like write a three note thing or whatever, and then I try to put lyrics to stuff, but you know you're like in ninth grade and you have nothing to write about and everything sounds super shitty. Yeah. And even when you're in ninth grade, you're like, this is so shitty. I'm just going to like <laughs> never play it for anybody. And then you forget it and then you move on. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I needed some material. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll just sing about this book. And then we did, uh, yeah, with Power Casualties, we did uh, like a song about counting the three in French. And we, we don't even know how to count beyond three. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's called Undo Trois. Yeah, yeah. Undo Trois. I remember that song. Yeah. That was, I feel like that was kind of one of your big anthems. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if we'd ever played a show, that would have been where people, like, bust out their lighters, you know, from yeah. Undo Trois. That'd be like the encore. Um, we did, like, yeah, what? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Like, a bunch of ridiculous shit. Um, what was the instrumentation in the band? Well, uh, yeah, casualties. I do piano. Eddie, my cousin, would play guitar, and we both sang. And uh, half the time, I don't think we were even playing in the same key. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of like do whatever. And for some reason, <laughs> half the songs, Eddie would start rapping, and he couldn't. He'd always somehow say Puerto Rican and try to rhyme something with, I don't know why, like when he was going, and he couldn't think of anything that rhymed with it, so he'd make up a word. That's a, that's a good process, you know? Yeah. Um, Paint yourself into a corner. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we'd never, like, our big rule, we was like, you could not, if you fuck up, it was like, nope, that's just the song. There's yeah. no going back. Plus, on tape, it's like such a, you got to rewind all the way. <laughs> we were like, fuck it, that's the song. Yeah. That's that's great. Um, so, what, what were your influences at that time, musically, in ninth grade? Um, ninth grade, I uh, started listening to Ben Folds 5 a lot. That was a huge influence. I remember, we, yeah, we went to a Ben Folds show together. We did, yeah. that's right. And, uh, oh yeah, my friend Patrick couldn't get a ticket or something. He was stuck outside. And we yeah, went he to just the rode show. the bus around Dor- Durham, <laughs> yeah, North Carolina, for like a couple hours, <laughs> drunk. <laughs> which is like a really bad idea if you're 17. Yeah. <laughs> It's like not a great neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> um, I remember it. I was like, "Shit, Patrick, what'd you do the whole time?" I was like, "Concert was great." <laughs> what were you up to? He's like, "Ah, right, you rode a bus." <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Um, and then, I mean, growing up, like you know, um, my mom and in the car and stuff would listen to uh, cassette tapes of like the Beatles and you know Billy Joel stuff like that. So I guess that all influenced me. And uh, were you always always piano? Yeah. Well, I played, yeah, I played like a little trumpet in band for a little bit in school, but then I kind of quit that. Yeah. And then, yeah, I've tried to fuck around guitar, but I don't know. Just never. Yeah. I was just always been piano. Did you take lessons or are you? A little bit, but I hated them and I never practiced and I quit. And then it was several years later when I started sitting down and writing stuff on my own when I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, because lessons like all the stuff that they want you to learn. Like I'd never, if it like was songs I recognized would have been cool, but it was like these little fanfares and stuff, and that wasn't into it. You do have like a very classic piano man, singer songwriter sort of uh, aesthetic, you know, with your your compositions. You know, Mm -hmm. I definitely see you know the Billy Joel and the yeah the Ben Folds coming out. Yeah, Um, definitely. So we were actually in a band together. We were that was my first band. My first band as well. Yeah, yeah, we like Wait, lost so this our is, this is band pre- virginity. This together. is after yeah. power, yeah, oh. after power casualties. Oh. oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, technically, power casualties is my first band, but yeah. first band where we actually played a show and, yeah. like, <laughs> and like actually wrote the songs ahead yeah. of the hitting record. <laughs> the Bay Fix, <laughs> yeah, was V A E P H I X. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We were the, probably the worst uh, prog rock band of all time. Like, yeah, I mean, like. This, yeah, we just weren't like we were just starting to learn our instruments, and we decided to do the most complicated music we could think of. <laughs> yeah. So we'd be like, uh, "Let's do this in sixteen nine time signature, and <laughs> have twenty key changes, and then like, then we're gonna have like ten minutes of silence at the end, and then a final note or something like that." Yeah. <laughs> We played a biker rally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the biker rally? Is it this was all in North the field uh, next to Clyde Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> in Western North Carolina, yeah. yeah. And the bikers were just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we actually we had that on, uh, recorded on a video camera. Uh, and then my little sister taped over it. So, which is probably for the best. Uh, yeah. And then we played. How long was your set? For the biker rally, for example, uh, probably could, like could I don't think we had more than like maybe five or six songs. So that was like a ten-hour set. <laughs> yeah. all, all, our- all our songs were way too long. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was probably like yeah, forty-five minutes set or something. And then we played a show in Asheville. That was probably our best show. We were on the bill with some other bands, and there was like a couple people there, so that was cool. Uh, and then we drove two hours 
to this one show, and it was just the bartender and the sound person there. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, turns that, out your that, draw wasn't quite what you expected. No, yeah, yeah it's a mountain area. There's yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's still the case with a lot of shows that we all play. So, <laughs> yeah. oh that yeah, part hasn't not really that changed. hasn't changed. Yeah, I just try to make sure that the bartender enjoys, you know, the show. I'm just like, yeah, so what do you, you know, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good metric to yeah. look, look for. Him. <laughs> yeah, it's cool that we're doing this interview because that was sort of both of our formative yeah. experiences playing music. Um, but let's uh, let's get ca- caught up to where you are now as a uh, singer songwriter. So the man. the latest song, this one. Um, just wrote a few weeks, a month or so ago. I was in Chicago for a wedding. It was when the uh, Cubs won um, the National League to go to the World Series. So everybody there was super into it. And, uh, you know, I got caught up in the bandwagon thing. I like, bought a Cubs shirt. I was like, you know, why not? And then I got home and it was way too small for me. And I was like, yeah, that's what I get. I deserve that because I'm not even, you know, really a Cubs fan. But the whole idea of uh, bandwagon fans uh, inspired this song. <laughs> So far things are going really great We're at the game, it's like our second date Don't know many players or all of the rules But I'll do my best to play it cool And if they win, we'll come down from the stands We'll storm the field, we'll be bandwagon fans Cubs finally won it all I bought a hat but I don't watch baseball In 98 I had a Broncos jersey Can't remember the name but it was number 30 So I guess I'm not the type who's gonna stick around If things between us start looking down Come down from the stands We'll storm the field We'll be bandwagon fans But if it's not close We'll just head home Beat the traffic and leave them To face the loss alone Sticking around If things between us Start looking down But if they win We'll come down from the stands We'll storm the field We'll be bandwagon fans But if it's not close We'll just head home Beat the traffic and leave them To face the loss alone Yeah, we'll leave them there We'll be bandwagon fans We'll 
the bandwagon fans. Oh, that was great, man. Thanks. Hey, getting used to this little Casio. It's, uh, yeah. Sometimes, like, one note will just, like, be ten times louder than the other. <laughs> kind of like it. It's got its character. It's got character. What, uh, you call it bandwagon fans? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one, man. Uh, so that's your latest one? That's, I guess... Yeah, yeah. Su- super... Uh, uh, Pretty easy to date, that one. Yeah, yeah, the Cubs, you know. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Ben Folds earlier. It's like one of those things, once you hear it, or once I heard that name, then I see it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of satirical, lyric-driven, mm-hmm. sly. It's great. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of, like, kind of pathos to that one as well, you know, when you start broadening the topic to, you know... I actually just your, thought of something crazy when you're mentioning Ben Folds. It's all, it's all coming together, so... His aunt was my second grade French teacher. Really? Yeah. And then maybe the Undo Toi Power Casually song somehow was influenced by all those forces. I just, this is like, wow. Oh, man. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sort of like. (laughs) Really shedding light into people's, you know, whole holistic artistic process. So that's where Undutois came from. That, that is. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yeah. My question is about process, specifically for this song, but also kind of a general. You clearly have the idea because of what had happened, but do you have the do you have the idea for lyrics that go sit down and start playing piano or do you uh yeah for that song i had the idea of bandwagon fans and then i also wanted to make it kind of like about like a relationship too if you're just kind of like you know everything starts out you know good but then if if, you know if you're sort of a bandwagon fan with that you're like uh once once it's not so good anymore else like pieces i just sort of like the character in that song you want to have the like that idea like they're at their second date at a game and the character doesn't know anything about sports. Maybe the girl's into it, though. So he's kind of pretending like to be a fan of that. So I had the bandwagon fans idea. And then, yeah, the way I usually write songs is I kind of just... Maybe it comes from the whole power casualty thing. I just sort of... I never actually write down lyrics on paper. I just... the And the melody and the lyrics usually come at the same time. Like, I'll have a hook or something, and then I'll start writing. And then I kind of, like, put lyrics to it as I'm writing it in my head. Mm-hmm. So I, I should start writing it down because if I get like hit over the head and get amnesia or something, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, yeah. they're all yeah. gone. Well, like, then if that happens, you just get hit in the head again and then it'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, f- just judging from my like cartoons. That's <laughs> right, how 90s it works. sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a pretty quick turnaround time. Is it, are, do you, uh, you usually write songs um, that quickly? It comes in waves. Like I'll go through streaks of time when i'm like i think I'm, i'll never write a song again and i, yeah. I, I, go through I think everyone's way. felt that way. yeah and i actually just recently came out of one of those periods and now i'm like writing a lot again so i'm like super excited about it but it's like whenever you first write a song you think it's fucking awesome and then like then you get tired of it and you think it sucks and then so i don't know it's hard but like anytime you write a new song it's at least exciting for a little bit you know? yeah oh yeah Especially in the moment, whenever yeah. whenever you're lit on fire with yeah. that hit struck by the muse or whatever, yeah. there's really nothing quite like it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that 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 sort of like life cycle of you know feeling really uh, excited about it and then going and then being like, oh, this sucks. Anyways. Yeah. But then if it's actually good, I feel like you come back around. And you're like, all right, this yeah. was actually I. You know, you got to kind of trust your first instinct about yeah. it th- that it was good um, initially. 
Because you're just going to get tired of anything that you hear over exactly. and over as you continue to work I on like it. I like to at least like sleep on it and wake up the next day. Because like, pretty much most things you write, you're like, oh, it's awesome. But then sometimes you'll sleep. like, oh, that that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, it's interesting. And then you never know. like some, A song you think sucks, people like. And a song you think's great, people hate. Yeah, that's why this that's thing, a common this, theme. This whole podcast is so interesting because it's like what I think is maybe my best song, what I think is my worst, and maybe my worst song is actually my best song. Maybe my best song is my worst song. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I guess it's all you know. Yeah, it's all relative. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things I learned in psychedelic death yoga is that it is, <laughs> it's all it yeah. Is, you know. Uh huh. Actually, that sounds odd. The psychedelic death yoga. That We're sounds, gonna do it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm d- totally down. Um, well, speaking of like. What you like and what you don't like. What's uh, can we move on to the to what you think is your best song? Yeah, uh, this one is uh, off an EP that I, I did a couple years ago, and it's it's hard for me to think. I, I have no clue what my best song is, but um, this one, uh, people, a lot of people reacted favorably to it, um, and uh, it's like my mom's favorite song. So I was like, okay, I'll just do my mom's favorite song. Trying to make crowd pleaser. But yeah, this one uh, it was actually inspired by the movie Up. I don't know if you guys ever seen that, it's yeah. a Pixar movie. And yeah, I went to see that, and um, I was not because like it, yeah, I was just like I was like I think I was going through a breakup or something. Yeah, I was like just in a down period of life, and I was like, oh, I'm going to see this movie to cheer me up. It's got like these balloons on it, and it's Disney, <laughs> and it'll make me feel better. And then like in the first ten minutes, there's that montage of the couple like growing old, and then the lady the wife dies and the old man's all alone with his like balloon house or whatever yeah uh so yeah that inspired this song it's called uh, the eventual pain Alone holding 
sensual pain Now that we've both lit up Let's fade to a castle worlds away We'll ignore the truth like lovers love to do Tell me everything you know Where you think you've been Where you'd like to go It's all second to This now, this me and you No one's ever made me feel more Just hope I don't outlive you Let's plan on a car wreck In our 80s we Can make our exits Simultaneously See what other sounds this little Casio's got for the next part. These are the strings, I guess. sweet <laughs> yeah that's a cool cool switch up in the middle i like that you're still keeping that kind of that power casualties vibe you know like oh sure sw- yeah switch up the instrument yeah in the middle well it's you not know, it's not every like, day you get to play on a casio pulse code modulation uh is that what's called oh no no it's not every day you get to play on a casio tone ct640 so you know i gotta take 
full advantage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, very highly priced. Sometimes these things will go for upwards $10 at a yard sale. So we <laughs> oh, come yeah. across one, you know, and it's cool, you know, keeping, keeping Paul or sound man on his toes. He loves, he loves surprises. Yeah. Right and there. I think this, what there's the, the a in the middle of it is labeled a, but I think is labeled that cause it's like a lot louder than other keys. I like that. Somebody's yeah. like a little warning. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little bullseye on there. Yeah. And the, the flute, I mean, Oh, if, if listening sonically just sounded like beautiful yeah, you flute. Close your eyes. You think it, if I knew the name of a classical flutist, I'd say <laughs> you think that they were there. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great song, man. Uh, and so that is your mom's favorite. Yeah. So uh, well, yeah, it was for a while. Maybe I don't know if she has a new favorite now, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, mom. Yeah, mom can be very fickle. Yeah, you know, one day it's <laughs> this song, the next, you know. She might not even like my music anymore. I don't even know. So. Did you say it was on an EP or something that you put out? Yeah, uh, a couple years ago, I uh, when I was living in uh, Charleston, I uh, actually it's the only time I've gone to a studio and uh, I did like a six song EP with a band and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm like, I need to get back on. I've been writing a shitload since then, and I have a bunch of stuff. It's just a matter of getting it, getting it done. Yeah. Um, was that the last project that you um, put out? Yeah, uh, well, I've done some videos and stuff, um, pretty much. And I've recorded a lot of demos, and I've, yeah, but pretty much. Um, so I'm looking to uh, get something. I'm almost to the point where I don't even care about quality so much anymore. I just want to get the shit recorded. Yeah. Because that stuff's expensive and takes time, and it's just like the creative output is much more than the, like, my my financial <laughs> ability to, you know. Uh-huh. When did you come to New York? Uh, it'll be two years in February. How do you like it? Love it. It's flown by. It's hard to believe, actually, two, almost two years I've been here. Because, like, New York, I don't know, in a way, it's flown by a way. It feels like I've done a million things. Cause, like, it bounces around from place to place and job to job. Such a fast-paced city, yeah. which I love about it. Yeah. Do you been... feel like it affects uh, affected your music um, in any way? Yeah, I'm sure it did. It has. Um we have written some like new, very New York songs, like a Subway Misconnection song. I think every songwriter probably writes at least one, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then um, and plus, yeah, just living in really, really tiny spaces probably like influences. Uh, you know, if you're like in the corner of your like tiny little room with. You know, I've lived in places, you know, that have like cockroaches and mice. It's kind of like nice. It's sort of like, a, I don't know. Always have an audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I find that what I love about it, this city, is, as far as writing goes, is that fact that you can be painfully at times alone, yet surrounded by millions and millions of people. Totally. So it's, I think that's really good for a writer. Yeah. For me personally. Yeah. And it is hard. I've found it's, it's more difficult to like get together and, and jam with people because it's like... Oh, yeah. It's, it's a space. lot more difficult. Yeah. Logistics. Yeah. Because it's like everything is like, okay, you got to lug my keyboard on like this train and then switch to that train and then who's got to find space. And then it took me like a while. I was like, oh, yeah, you can just go to like a rehearsal space and pay 20 bucks to this make so much more sense than yeah. trying to like bring a cello player into your tiny little, you know apartment room and wake everybody up i hear you but we are doing this podcast in paul's apartment so oh i know this is great no this is way nicer than where i was trying to play with this cello player this one time (laughs) 
I think I think that the cello is worth more than what I was paying in rent easily. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, cool. Well, that's uh, that's your best song. Let's let's do 180 and let's hear your most the garbage worst. song. Man, yeah. that this is tough. I've written a shitload of shitty songs. <laughs> yeah. Like it's and sometimes like you know it's shitty when you're writing it. You just want to write it anyway. Yeah, you gotta um, just keep going. Since I, I it sort of like uh, changed my mind halfway through this since you were talking about the yoga thing. I do have a yoga song, like influenced by yoga. I was when I was living in uh, in Charleston. I uh, I didn't go into work till like the afternoon, and it was like a fast paced newsroom and stuff. So I started doing like yoga class in the morning to sort of just like calm myself down before I headed in there. And uh, the one of the teachers, she was she was like one of my favorite ones. She was one day she used the term uh, cosmic quiver, which I guess is like when you uh, <laughs> you're like stretching like really far and your like, legs start to shake a little bit or your arms. I I'd never heard that term. I think I like Googled it too and nothing came out. I was like cosmic quiver. Did she make that up? But I kind of thought that was a cool title. And then another day in class, she came in and she said that she'd been just thinking over and over in her head this this line, "What the fuck is peace?" And um, so I was like, "Okay, well, that's a that's the line to the song." And so yeah, I wrote the song "Cosmic Quiver," and uh, it's probably pretty shitty, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, do play. Yeah. Uh, should I use a? Is there like a yoga tone on this Casio tone? I don't know. Um, probably fantasy, but Fan- maybe stick to the piano. Yeah, I'll stick so to piano. Yeah, sorry. You probably, yeah. Do your thing, man. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like metallic sound. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh there's bells. There's oh, bells. bells? Chorus. Chorus voices. Oh, yeah. oh, that's cosmic. that's good. That okay, is. Th- yeah, this is the this is the tone of the cosmic quiver. All right, let's see if I can remember the, the song. Oh, who cares? Uh, maybe I'll do piano. It's a lot of uh, a lot of reverb stuff going on right here. that ring is because you keep changing your mudras I'm finding it hard to close my eyes I'm so caught up in your movements are you and I a stretch all the moment holds the best there's no such thing as yet Oh, this love is like an endless river Reaching for you It gives me the cosmic quiver Maybe I should have practiced this before I came here so, yeah, No, I was against the rules practicing <laughs> so restless from searching what the fuck is peace and when will I deserve it I will keep posing until we finally find the stillness you can't embrace 
the cure until you know you've got the illness. That's a really shitty line. <laughs> Are you and I <laughs> the stretch? Oh, the moment holds the best. I finally got the chord right. There's no such thing as yes. This feeling is like an endless river. Reaching for you gives me the cosmic quiver. Yeah, I ended there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, man. I have, I have to say, uh, your love is like an endless river. is is probably the worst thing that I've heard yet. On oh this yeah, pod- oh yeah. Podcast. That's that was straight from like Sid Hartha or some shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then there's just lots of shitty things that yeah. I said in that song. <laughs> my, my note is, you and I are a stretch. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely. Yeah. I was trying to try and getting way too cute with the. <laughs> yeah. you know, I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, I just now I need to add a line about the silver bowl and. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dinging that, yeah, it, need, it needs a bridge or something. So I mean, that yeah, you come back to it, you know. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of <laughs> glad that you didn't practice it because we've had other guests that uh, play kind of, you know, polished worst songs. But this is, uh, yeah, this really is visceral and raw. It, you know, I really and, embrace the shittiness. You know, <laughs> I stare into the abyss of shit and it stared right back. And you know, <laughs> it was there's wrong notes. There was, yeah, it was perfect. Well, that that was awesome. Uh, you have anything that you're um, like coming up shows or? Uh... Uh, well, I just played a show, so if anybody of our listeners have a time machine and want to go back a couple nights, no, no, I'm working on like, um, uh, left field uh, okay. uh, in um, Lower East Side. Um, I've been playing with a saxophone player and a drummer, which is cool. So we're, we've got like a set together. So I'll be booking stuff in the new year. Um, you know, after the holidays, anywhere uh, we can uh, find your music online. Yeah, uh, I'm on. You know, I'm. And the process of putting together actual website, but on Bandcamp, uh, SoundCloud, just all the shit, Facebook page, just Google Sam Stringfield music, and I, I'm probably come up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably never... on one of the top top maybe ten Google pages. Was, you know. <laughs> well, you want you know you want to let people kind of like work a little bit for yeah you know you don't want to make it easy to find like i like to play in little venues where i'm in the back room like we were talking about that earlier like you got you really have to like go to the 10th google page and like go back you know through like three websites and then like in real small print at the bottom there might be what time my show is (laughs) that's like how they used to do raves back in the day you had to go to a place get a get a name go to this other place it's yeah it's like that, Creates, except uh, nobody excitement. takes the time, effort to do it. That. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Maybe our whole thing is flawed. <laughs> oh, <yeah. God. laughs> well, that's great, man. It was fun. Thanks for coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks this. for having me. Playing is, the game. Yeah, this was, this was a blast. Cool, man. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Sam Stringfield. Uh, until next time, my name is Taylor. I'm Carl. A big shout out to Paul Blackwell running the boards. Peebly. Peebly. Yeah. Uh, until next time, this is first. Last. Best. Worst. Thanks a lot. Peace. Love.